Hey y'all, what's going on? So I'm back with another video. And uh, today we're gonna be talking about uh, a couple of things, right? So we're going to be talking about um, law enforcement. We're gonna be talking about how black women should vet out better when it comes to finding their love interest and their partners. We're gonna be talking about decision-making accountability we got a lot to talk about that's all i gotta say this is indeed my first episode um on this channel called smiley said it where i actually give my advice my input my opinions whether they're popular or not popular which can be the case uh moving forward for a lot of um the discussions that i will be having on this platform but i just wanted to give a heads up that my opinions are my opinions you don't have to agree with them but you will respect my platform and you will respect where I'm coming from. Even if you disagree, you want to know why? Here's why. I can disagree all day with somebody, but I'm not going to go onto their platform being like, you effing idiot, you this, you that, how dare you do that, 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 that. How dare you learn something from this? You know what can end all of that by saying, uh, hey, I don't agree with your stance, but I, I respect that you're bold enough to say it. You don't have to agree with everything I say. You don't have to agree with anything I say. But you're here on my platform for a reason, right? So just keep things respectful. Keep things, you know, cordial. And just say, hey, I disagree with your point of view and here's why. I'm accepting of that. I'm, I, I welcome people that disagree with me. You want to know why? Because they may actually challenge me. It may actually change my point of view. Who knows? But um, just be respectful. That's all. All right. First up. We have uh, something that really actually made me cringe. It made me feel disgusted. It made me feel some type of way. And I've seen a few cases similar to this where, you know, you have law enforcement, such as police officers, um, being gunned down pretty much for doing their job. And I know that there are a lot of people, especially in the Black and people of color community, that genuinely feel like, they hate police officers, right? It's nothing new. Um, in this case, I still seen comments from people that expressed their disdain towards law enforcement and made it about race, made it about everything besides what actually happened in this unfortunate situation. <sighs> So I'm going to take my time with this one because I genuinely want for my listeners and viewers to understand exactly what it looks like to see a lot of us just lose all types of, you know, empathy um, for just human society, regardless of your race, gender, religion, if you're able-bodied, et cetera, right? 
This situation really had me almost darn near nauseating. Off of the simple fact that even with the details in the background of this case, you still have people being like, I don't give a crap. Oh, oh, she deserved it. He deserved it because they're just officers, you know. (sighs) It's even aggravating me now to talk about it, right? So you know what? Let me just read the article and catch you guys up on the details and a brief detail of the background of the situation that happened. So according to NBC News, Illinois police officer pleaded for her life before she was fatally shot with her own gun. The Kankakee County state's attorney is asking federal prosecutors to pursue the death penalty for two suspects in the killing of Bradley police sergeant Marlene Ripmanick. I hope I said her last name. If not, I apologize. So this article was written on January the 4th of this year and is by Marlene Linthang. So it it reads, a police officer in Bradley, Illinois, pleaded for her life before she was fatally shot with her own gun at a hotel last week, prosecutors say. Kankakee County State's Attorney Jim Rowe shared new details of Bradley Police Sergeant Marlene Ritmanick's last moments Monday, saying he's asking federal prosecutors to pursue the death penalty for Darius Sullivan, who's 25 years old, and... Alexandria Harris, who is 26 years old, who have been charged with first-degree murder and first-degree attempted murder. Ritmanick, 49, was fatally shot and her partner, Officer Tyler Bailey, was critically injured after they responded to a call at a Comfort Inn in Bradley, about 60 miles south of Chicago, on December 29th. The call was about dogs barking in an unattended vehicle in a parking lot. I don't know why there's a dog in a vehicle barking. (laughs) Like, what happened? Like, why the dog in the vehicle? Is that a charge for animal cruelty? Who knows? I don't know how long the dog was in that car, if it was how cold it was, and if the, the windows were rolled. I have no clue. Moving on. The officers found the possible owners of the vehicle in a room in the hotel and talked to them from outside the door. The subjects stepped out of the room and shot both officers. Bradley police said in a statement. Roe revealed a Harris Bond emerged from the hotel room with a 9mm handgun. Sullivan pointed the gun and shot Bailey in the head and then turned the gun on Ritmanick and shot her as she tried to run away, Roe alleged. Roe alleged that Sullivan chased Ritmanick down the hallway, pinned her against the door, and tried simultaneously to unjam his gun Which, by the way, I read, he tried to unjam his gun with his teeth. I mean, come on. Imagine that. Like, what? And to disarm Ritmanick. Roe accused Harris of helping him successfully disarm Ritmanick. So she, his ride or die, also tried to help him by disarming this officer. The pair stood over Ritmanick as she was wounded on the floor, pointing their guns at her, Roe alleged. Sergeant Ritmanick was pleading with them to just leave. You don't have to do this. Please just go. Please don't. Please don't, Roe said. She was desperately pleading for her life, he said. Sullivan then fired two shots from what prosecutors said they believe was Ritmanick's gun, the officer's own gun, okay, hitting Ritmanick in the neck area, Roe alleged. 
Harris handled Sullivan Keys and told him, you have to go. And then he fled, Rose said. She then went back to the hotel room, gathered her belongings and her two children who were in the room and fled, he said. Rose said that Ritmanick died later that evening and that Bailey remains in the hospital, the, the male officer that was at the door with her, um, who was shot in the head, bleeding on the floor while her two children were in the hotel room who witnessed this, okay? Let me just point that out. He's fighting for his life. Sullivan was arrested Friday after authorities with a warrant searched a home in North Manchester, Indiana. According to Indiana State Police, Harris also turned herself into the Bradley Police Department. By the way, she's pregnant. Department on Friday, Illinois State Police said. Sullivan is charged with six counts of first-degree murder and two counts of attempted first-degree murder and one count of aggravated battery with a firearm. Harris is charged with three counts of first-degree murder and one count of attempted first-degree murder. Hmm. No lawyers for Sullivan or Harris were listed online Tuesday. Harris was denied bail Monday and remains in the custody of the Kankakee County Sheriff's Department. Sullivan's remains in the custody of Indiana law enforcement. Sullivan refused to waive extradition in Illinois. Rose said his office is seeking a governor's warrant to have him return to Illinois to face charges announced Monday that his office filed state charges against Sullivan and Harris of first-degree murder of a police officer and attempted first-degree murder of a police officer. He said that the state charges will proceed in Kankakee County Court and that his office will seek life sentences. He also submitted a request to the U.S. Attorney General and the U.S. Attorney for Central Illinois to review the cases for federal murder charges and to pursue federal death sentences. Although, here we go, although Illinois is not a death penalty state, the attorney general can authorize filing petitions to seek the death penalty in federal murder cases, Rowe said, citing legal precedent and the nature of the offenses. Quote, our state's attorney's office will now work to ensure these offenders face the harshest justice the law allows, no matter the jurisdiction, and to ensure that the full weight of the criminal justice system is brought to bear upon them and anyone who assisted them, he said. Both cases will go before a Kankakee County grand jury this month. Harris is scheduled to be arranged on January 27th. So there you have it, you guys. January 27th, I will be looking out for that because, wow. I mean, you have two police officers, one's a sergeant who's been in law enforcement, I believe for over 20 years from what I read. Um, she was married, she had a wife and she's a white female. So I believe was a male officer. And let me tell you why that matters. You have two officers showing up to a hotel where you have a young black female and a young black male in their mid twenties and two children in the room right? We can, we can question all day long why they're in that situation to begin with. Why is there two children, a dog in the car locked up and you're pregnant and you're living in a hotel room, a motel. Okay. And the young man, from what I've read, actually has prior convictions. He actually has a record. So the police comes to show up and they're knocking on the door from what I read even extensively. Uh, I'll just briefly say this allegedly, cause I'm, I, I, I'm not going to, look this up, but I did read an article that said that she and her partner waited in the hallway 
for them to answer the door for at least 14 minutes. She kept saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. Right? All Only just for a noise complaint. Right? Which could have been addressed by saying, hey, I have my dog in the car because we don't have, we're not allowed to have our, our dog in a hotel room. Whatever the case is or the reasoning why they had their dog in the car locked up in a winter night in Illinois, I don't know. But that's what happened. So from what I understood, she kind of slid the cracks through the door. She didn't really fully open the door all the way. She slid through the door. She, you know, propped it open a little bit enough for her to slide through the door. And all of a sudden, this young man comes out of nowhere with a handgun and rounds a clip an extensive clip attached to his handgun and just starts shooting. Strikes the male officer in the head. He falls to the ground. She gets striked and runs down the hallway. He pins her against the door, right? Trying to cock the his handgun back with his teeth because it's jammed. And then he reaches for her handgun, the officer's handgun, hands his handgun to his girlfriend. And then he actually proceeds to shoot the female officer in the neck twice as she pleads for her life. Why did they do this? From a noise complaint? And you have comments saying, oh, that's what they deserve. That's what they get. All pigs should roast. They, 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 they shoot and kill black innocent people all the time. Hearing, like reading those comments, I really sat back reading those comments in disgust. Oh my God, is this who we are? Is this what we represent? Honestly, truly. Because what makes you better than the soul, you know, what makes you better than the actual officers that do gun down innocent black people? Hmm? If we're going to talk about generalization, right, and we're actually trying to fight against, you know, officers generalizing black people as all being criminals, yet we automatically assume that every officer, police officer is bad and is out there to do harm regardless of race or gender, right? In this instance, as a clear as day of view, that we can all agree that they did not deserve that regardless of how you feel about law enforcement. And for you to have a disconnect of understanding that you have two innocent officers that showed up for a noise complaint who are patient waiting in the hallway for 15 minutes. And if it wasn't 15 minutes, they waited a little while. And if they did have any bad attention, they would have broke that door in. They would have their, gu their guns drawn. The moment you open up that door, that wasn't the case, right? Because they're like, oh, we're here for a noise complaint. We're just here to do our job. And this is the violent expectations that they had to face. And you have people talking about, oh, well, what about isms? I'm not with it. I'm not with that. I'm not with killing or harming or you know, any type of destruction towards law enforcement. And that's not to say that I back the blue. I'm not part of any organizations, by the way, you guys. I'm not part of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not a part of back the blue. I'm not a part of pro anything. I'm pro what's right, period. Period. This situation right here 
it only makes it easier for the actual bad apples to pull from a tree the innocence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here you have a reasonable two officers showing up to a noise complaint and you got these two rascals unloading fucking guns. For what? And what pisses me off even more is seeing how every single time, there was another officer, by the way, sorry, let me sidetrack really, really, really quick. There was an officer that showed up to a domestic dispute, right? Which is one of the, the most dangerous cases you can show up for as a police officer, I'm sure. Domestic violence cases. Because any man that decides to shoot and kill his uh, wife, ex-wife, girlfriend, significant other, baby mama, his whole fam, her whole family out. Because this happened a few times, okay? We don't like to talk about that in the black community. How black women are killed every five and a half hours by their black partner. We don't like to talk about that. But di- I digress. A white male officer shows up. Uh, this happened last year in December. A police officer and two women are killed in Atlanta area shooting. All right. A police officer and two women were shot and killed on Tuesday night during a domestic violence episode in the metropolitan area of Atlanta. A 12-year-old boy who was shot in the face was in critical but stable condition, the police said. Another officer was injured. The shootings occurred in Clayton County, about 15 miles south of central Atlanta. The police said in posts on social media that they first received multiple calls beginning about 8.40 p.m. One call, according to the Post, said there was a drive-by shooting in the area, child. A second said a woman was lying motionless in the front yard of a house. A third said a child had been shot in another location. Officers who responded to the sites came under gunfire from an unknown location. While trying to assist the boy and one of the women, the authority said, they also found the other woman dead inside of a house, a spokesperson said, by phone on Wednesday. The authorities identified the dead officer as Henry Laxon, rest in peace, a field trainee. He was a train, he was a newbie. With the local police, another officer, Alex Chandler, was shot in the hand. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations on Wednesday identified the shooting suspect as Arthur Allen Gilliam, age 35, of Rex, Georgia. The police did not release further details, saying the investigation is ongoing. They declined to release the names of the other victims until their families have been notified. Chief Kevin Roberts of the Clayton County Police Department said at an overnight news conference that the boy, though injured, helped officers find the house where the suspect was found armed with a handgun. This boy was injured and was still able to aid the officers in the right direction of where the actual incident was going on. That's a strong boy. The suspect fled to the back of the house where he was met by tactical units. The police said in a statement that the suspect was shot and killed after exchanging gunfire with officers. It's crazy because I've actually seen the footage of them taking this dude down. And you have people in the comments saying, oh, that was overkill. Was it? Was it overkill? What is overkill nowadays? <laughs> right? When you do some act like that, right? And we love saying, oh, when men kill children and, and, and older people, why they deserve the worst. But whenever a police officer actually grant that wish, oh, it was overkill. Was it though? The situation was emotional, Chief Roberts said. These men and women do an honorable job every day. It's unfortunate that we have to make these reports time and time again. You got that right. My heart aches for every police officer and their family that goes through these type of things, Chief Roberts added. These things just shouldn't happen. They shouldn't. 
but they do. The shooting followed one in March in the Atlanta area when a man opened fire in three area massage businesses, killing eight people. I remember that, child. That was a mess. That was by a white male. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than 10 million adults experience domestic violence annually in the United States, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Y'all hear that? 10 million adults. <laughs> but according to Kitten Samuels, domestic violence don't exist. I call it the, the color purpling of the black community. How many times do we hear that women out here dealing with all this abuse, abuse, abuse? I'm going to do the show on abuse next week because I'm tired of hearing this bullcrap. I, sorry, I do not see women being abused. I, I don't see women, I don't see black women being physically abused. Never really have. To render aid to a family where a black man shot and killed his ex-girlfriend's mother, children, and the officer. This episode, y'all, I have a point to make. Matter of fact, let me look this article up so I can actually break this down. This is, no, we're going to go deep. We're going diving in. We're diving in because I have a point to make. That's why. Okay, according to CBS Boston, Boston police officer stabbed in Dorchester. This is my city. Boston police officer stabbed in Dorchester after responding to domestic violence call. Suspect shot and killed. This is just one of them, by the way. This happened November 6th of last year, right? A Boston, off, a Boston police officer responding to a domestic violence call inside of a residence on Ingleside Street in Dorchester was stabbed in the neck Saturday night. The stabbing suspect was then shot and killed by another officer. Okay. Boston Police Superintendent and Chief Gregory Long said Saturday that officers responded to call around 6.15 p.m. at 27 Ingleside Street. Once officers got to the third floor of the building, Long said one officer was immediately stabbed in the neck. Another officer then shot the suspect who stabbed the officer. Both the suspect and injured officer were taken to the local area hospitals. The suspect was later pronounced dead. The other officers at the scene were taken to local hospitals for precautionary reasons. A knife was recovered at the scene. The names of the officers have not been released. Police later identified the suspect as a 37-year-old Michael Cor Corliss. An investigation into the incident will be conducted by the Suffolk District County Attorney's Office. All right, that's just one. That's just one. Okay. You done lost your damn mind. When you get your damn mind, you call me. One in four women, and that's because he haven't seen one besides one incident. But, you know, you got incels watching his platform like it's the Bible itself. One in four women and one in 10 men experience sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner during their lifetime, it says. By the way, black women, like I said, is now every five and a half hours they are killed by their partner. Georgia was ranked. 10th in the nation for its rate of men killing women, according to the 2019 report from the Violence Policy Center. Mm. Domestic violence-related deaths in the state totaled 166 in 2019, up 18 from the previous year, the Georgia Commission on Family Violence reported. Are y'all listening to that? But wait a minute, January 10th, 2022. I don't understand why people complain about the most basic remedial things in the community. And it's just like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna move on.
I don't care how much money I make. I'm going to pay someone to clean my house. I've been doing that since I was 18 in my first apartment. Back then, I would pay a baser. I am not going to overstress myself about things that don't come natural. While y'all here, get your edges back too. Listen, there were some comments <laughs> with this where people were like, what? Like, what do you mean you need somebody to clean your house? What do you mean? <laughs> Listen, Alnisa Turner, shout out to you for knowing better. Shout out to you. You want to know why? If she can afford it, who cares? Who cares? Look, do you enjoy cleaning your house? If that is something that it actually appeases you, God bless you. That is wonderful. I actually commend women that literally enjoy doing laundry, literally enjoy cleaning their, their house or their apartment, literally enjoy, you know, wiping the walls every week or every other week, literally enjoy cleaning. There are some people that make it actually a part of their ritual of peace and happiness. And that is okay. There's nothing wrong with that either. I actually, that's, that's amazing. Come on, let's, let's give it a clap. For those that actually enjoy cleaning their place and making sure everything's and you know organized, they're a neat freak and they do detail cleaning every two weeks or every month, that is awesome. You clearly have a schedule that makes it possible for you to do that. Not everybody does, right? Not everybody does. And look, I'm in between, right? I make sure that the moment I see dust piling up, that's when I wipe my surfaces clean, right? My shelves, my desk, my dresser, my TV, you know, shell, all that type of stuff. For those that it is, that's awesome. Some people actually have, you know, OCD. We don't even take that into account. There are some people that genuinely just like to clean. So I've seen some women being like, even when it came to, I can't remember what page I seen this on. It was a blog on Instagram and they posted a, a video or um, a screenshot of a young black woman who just had her first child or second. I can't recall, allegedly, I can't, I can't recall, but she was a mom, a new mom to a new child. Okay. And she had a nanny. It was a black couple, a black married couple, and they had a nanny. And for some reason in the comments, you had black, actual black women, not cool, not cool with it. <laughs> like, what you mean you got a nanny? What you mean you got, you know, someone, you know, a maid? What? What's, I, here's the thing. Again, depending on your, your class, your socioeconomic status, you know, depending on what type of job, career, lifestyle, period. Lifestyle is a key word here. Depending on the lifestyle that you have, why are people concerned where lifestyle doesn't actually fit their lifestyle? They're complaining about somebody else's lifestyle. Hmm? Right? I can't complain <laughs> about Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade's uh, lifestyle because I can't afford it. So if they have a nanny, they got a driver, they got you know, a cleaner, they have this, they have that, a pool boy. I cannot complain that they're, you know, they're doing too much as black, as a black family unit, because that is something that we should all see in the black quote unquote community that I don't believe exists anymore. I'll get into that in another uh, time. 
I don't feel because feelings versus facts are something else. So this is my opinion. Feelings become opinions, right? I don't feel that there's anything wrong if you have the funds and the means based upon your lifestyle to enjoy luxury, to enjoy help. Because what we like to see is black people struggle, clearly. So if I see a black family or a black single person enjoy the luxury, uh, the luxurious ability to not have to wake up two hours before they have to go to work to clean their apartment or their house, but yet they can afford for someone else to come in. And they also even hire another black person to do so, to put money in their pockets, which is actually creating a community of jobs as well. Did we not think of that? You know, you know what? Forget it. We don't like to see black people living in luxury, which is why we now have the hashtag of black women participating in luxury because it's such a rare thing to see. Even when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, wow, I see all these black people in these fancy luxurious cars and these nice houses. I don't see that back here in Boston. Let alone seeing white people or Asian people doing that in, in luxury like that. Because Boston's a very expensive city. It's nowhere close to how cheap Atlanta is. Sorry, no tea, no shade, Charles. <laughs> but it's true. Boston is one of the most expensive cities in, in America. So it was rare for me to see, even growing up as a child in the hood, to see black people pushing, you know, Escalades and Mercedes Benz and... BMW, it was not a, a, a consistent thing. And when I moved to Atlanta and Buckhead, I was like, wow. I, I was very baffled to see black women feeling like, why did she have a nanny as a new mother, right? If you're a new mom, which is something that I would never be, but if you're a new mom, a first time mom, and you need help based upon your career, based upon your schedule with your husband, da 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 and it doesn't match, and you actually have the funds. And you may, maybe your maybe your mother or your grandmother have passed away. Maybe your husband or your boyfriend, you know, mother or grandmother has passed away. And you don't really have any woman around you to actually take in and step in to take those duties because some women actually have their mothers or their grandmothers to step in while they go to back to work after only a few weeks from delivering their child, which is crazy in America, right? But what if they they just don't have that help, but they have the money to actually hire someone professional to take over? I'm not understanding what the issue is there, right? So the video showed the nanny coming in at a certain time, you know, change the, the, the baby's diaper, you know, feed the baby with the bottle of milk, whether it's, you know, breast milk or formula. And if the mother decided to, you know, bond with the baby, the, the mother would actually clearly breastfeed their child if that was something that they preferred. And the mother would then would be like, hey, everything's up to you. You cook dinner, you clean, you do this, you do that. As I sit in my nice tub, light some candles, relax for the next workday, the next eight to 12 hour workday, this is your job. And and then maybe they might have two nannies. That's right. <laughs> Maybe they're like, you know what? The next morning, you can leave at eight o'clock in the morning. This is your time from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. You have a 12-hour shift. And if I need to switch shifts, I can because I can afford to. What is the problem with that? What is the problem with that? <laughs> Child. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> with your broke ass. <laughs> Listen. Celebrities do it all the time. 
So just because somebody's not a celebrity, let alone a socialite, you know, in the media, if they're like, you know what, I make $150,000 a year. My husband makes about somewhere close to it. We're making over $200,000 a year. Why not help get help for our newborn? So that we're not as stressed. We're not taking our stress out on others, including ourselves and each other. We're, we're just making sure that we live a sustainable lifestyle, that our health and our mental health is not sacrificed, even though we have the funds to make sure that it's not. I'm not understanding why us in a society of, of the Black culture like to struggle or like to believe that we have to be fully capable of being independent. Why do we feel like we have to just struggle and that that's the only time we get an applaud for being great parents or being great individuals of hardworking people of society. I, I just don't understand that that there were people like actual black mothers who I can't help for some, not all, for some to feel some type of insecurity or jealousy or envy or, or some type of jealousy where they wish they would have had the funds to have help or they wish they would have had a partner to help them with. I don't know if some of them were single mothers or not, but you can clearly tell that some of the comments were women that were, you know, projecting their own disdain of what, of insecurities of what they wish they had, but they couldn't get it. And they, they feel like they never can get it, you know? And that's not fair to someone that decides to share the idea that, hey, black women, we don't have to struggle. That's not motherhood because you having somebody else raise your child. That will clearly come across as me exhilarating the fact that I have some type of form of envy or disdain or some deep-rooted insecurities, right? Because it's like the nanny's not telling their baby <laughs> it's a baby right but even if they were a child like a toddler how do we know that the parents aren't fully active in how their child utilizes the internet social media you know youtube the computers etc video games and stuff like that we don't know what goes on in people's lives completely fully around the clock 24 7 so to make that assumption based upon a, a 50 second clip on instagram of the the schedule typically an estimate of how a black couple decides to bring in a nanny or a cleaner to help and assist with their new lifestyle um, as something to be demolished about. Like, it's, it's just not cool to me to see those type of comments. It's not cool. A, a young lady that is dating um, a young man that is locked up in jail or prison. I'm not quite sure. But he's locked up. Don't know what the offense is. Don't know how long he's locked up for. Don't know if he's innocent. Don't know. But there's a video that a young lady made of her young boyfriend. I'm assuming, obviously, based upon what you're about to see. She's, uh, she put a, vo a, a, a song on TikTok. It's on TikTok, okay? This video is on TikTok and she placed a video on there and has a song of her hours and hours from Money Long 
it's supposed to be cute, right? It's supposed to be like, oh my God, this young girl is so in love with this man that she is sticking beside him while he's locked up. I, I don't know how long he's been locked up for. I don't know what his sentencing is, but regardless of the matter, I was kind of like, wow, are we really glorifying young ladies um, dating men? Because not his, that's not, they're not married. Um, even if they were, I was still kind of like twitch my eye a little bit. Um, they're not married, but they are together. And over the course of weeks or months or years, um, this young lady, you know, recorded the type of relationship that she has with a man that is a convict. And um, I was, I was a little bit disturbed. I was a little bit taken back because I'm not for young ladies or even just especially grown women that should know better um dating men that are locked up whether they're in prison or jail whatever the moment you get a sentence of a certain duration of time because you didn't follow the law i'm gone i'm not going to do the whole let's wait to see what he did no, if you have a criminal background, I'm not even dating you. I'm not checking for you. I'm not, I'm not looking your way. And unfortunately, we we still have women, black women, that are that are just careless about that, regardless of where you grew up from, because we like to make that as an excuse. I'm not doing that today. Because okay. I grew up in the hood as well. I I was in the foster care system. I'm not doing that. I don't want someone that has a criminal background. I don't want someone that doesn't have a job, doesn't have a car, doesn't have a house or apartment. I just, I don't know. But let's get into it, okay? There we go. Yep, yeah. Yep. Smooches, you know, pictures from outside the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here we go. So you got the comments. <laughs> I'm hollering, but it's love. You know, wait, listen, the homie behind those walls need love too. It's all the same. And I'm just over here sitting, looking at this and being like, why? You're a young lady and you're, you're waiting outside of a building of a man that is locked up that you portray that you love. And what do you get out of it? He can't give you anything. Majority of men that leave prison or jail are broke. I promise you that. The average man, if you want to go into demographics and economics, if you talk about a black man, he's going to be broke the moment he leaves. And they wait for these men to come out and take advantage of them. Be a ride or die. You're gonna die for sure. Ain't no riding. There's no riding in ride or die. 
in the black community. That has been long gone dead and it should have never been a thing in our community. It should have never been a thing in our community. Ride or die is not something that we just should pick up as some some form of initiation of how we show love to uh, our black men. So transitioning into <laughs> pretty much exactly how everyone wants this. But what y'all forget was she was with Wild Gucci on drugs Gucci, cheating Gucci, in jail Gucci, publicly with an other woman Gucci. This is Gucci after therapy rehabilitation. This is a street man groomed. Y'all hear that? Groomed. Oh, gosh. A grown man groomed in his 30s after he's been at his lowest. Point is, this is a writer who knew what she had signed up for. You B words <laughs> is with the next N word after a couple of fights. Snoop Dogg like that. I believe Snoop Dogg got like three or four children. He has to have like three or four children. Um, and LaFleur 1017 said, yes, sir, my wife, my secret weapon. Your secret weapon of um, a stupid person. Okay. Oh, gosh. <sighs> I'm still stuck on the fact that it said, you be words. Why are you addressing women in general as be the B word, right? That is something that a lot of women should pay attention to, but unfortunately something that should be obvious is not obvious, right? For some women. So let me make it clear. Don't ever be with a man that address women in general as the B word. That is a, a big red flag. Okay. A big red <laughs> flag. <clears throat> you bees is with the next n-word after a couple of fights what type of fights though you can't be that general you can't be that broad what type of fights is because he's cheating he's lying he killed somebody he you know assaulted another woman sexually or a child what like what did he do like what type of fights right not over a parking meter where you guys went over the time and then you got to pay an additional $50 or some stuff like that, right? Like, what type of fight? Because based upon social media, the type of fights that I be seeing, y'all really be on some other level type of stuff outside the average couple, okay? Let me say that. Cheating, infidelity, you know, someone catching an STD. Passing on to the partner, someone getting someone pregnant, someone getting pregnant outside the relationship, all types of stuff, money laundering, hiding from the IRS, 
lying about the type of status you have, um, and someone giving away the actual deets, um, and selling it to a blogger to get the money back. Like, I don't know what type of fights these celebrities be going through nowadays, but the average person does not deal with someone that has cheated and doing all this other, like what in the world of a struggle? And this is exactly what the point of my podcast was about, you guys. It was about this. Women dealing with nonsense, holding what down? You're not holding anyone down. You're holding yourself down. You're holding your spirit down, integrity, your faith in Jesus, whatever religion you have. But whatever religion you believe in, you're letting that religion down. (laughs) By sitting here, letting some fool say that type of shit to you, okay? It's almost like in order for you to get a decent man or a decent husband, you have to struggle. Like you have to accept BS. That is all that is saying, you know. Oh yeah, of course you got the basics of holding a man down from allowing him to cheat, you know. Being seen with other women, getting locked up. Yeah, she deserves the ring. She deserves what is basic, the basic minimum of being in a relationship with someone after a while, which is marriage. No, unless that's something that some people don't want, which is a totally different uh, topic. But my point is, ladies, shoot, (laughs) even men, but this is about women, right? You do not have to tolerate infidelity, lies, betrayal, having your boundaries broken, having lack of communication, dealing with a man going to prison or jail, in and out, you know, abuse, which is verbal, emotional, emotional, or physical. You don't have to deal with any of that in order to be a wife. <laughs> Let me say that. You don't have to deal with any of that in order to be a wife. Can you imagine? Huh? And who cares what anyone has to say about you moving on to someone else because you're tired of fighting with someone? It's in, I mean, it drains your energy, does it not? When you're constantly fighting, fighting, fighting. I'm not saying that every relationship should be perfect, nor are there any arguments or disagreements. Nor are there any arguments or disagreements when it comes to relationships. It's normal, right? You have two people in one relationship, but two different personalities trying to make something work, which is a healthy relationship. There are going to be some battles. I'm not saying that, you know, that that's not going to exist. But if you're always having to argue and then, you, you know, you're like, I'm done. I'm tired of this. I am tired. And then someone actually says that y'all just, you just quitting on men. You just quitting on me. You leaving me. Um, yeah, I am actually. God bless you. (laughs) That's it. Right. So just like Jackie said, you know, I can barely hold my waist down. 
and you want me to hold you down? What do a lot of these women get in return? Like I said earlier in this video, you, a lot of women don't get much in return for quote unquote being a ride or die. That's why I said, if you are going to ride or die, most likely you'll be dying by yourself. And if you have children as well, oof. Okay. That's another topic too. When you have children and you ride and die for a man and then your children are left with what? Crumbs and leftovers of love that could have been put towards them instead it was towards him. Okay. But you know, hopefully this video made somewhat of a type of sense um, in regards to women not selling themselves short. Hmm? Let's not do that anymore. Can we, can we just be better, make better decisions, you know? Stop killing police officers with your mans and on some Bonnie and Clyde type of shit. Stop, <laughs> stop taking crumbs, you know, just take the whole cookie, right? Shoot, I don't even know how else you can call yourself being in a relationship when it's one-sided. Anyways. That's it, you guys. I, I just wanted to have my first episode on some real stuff, on some real tip, because I've just been seeing some nonsense going on. Um, and I just hope that this year we actually, you know what, I hate to say it, but I really don't see this year being any different than the last. It might even be worse. I see a lot of mess going on. Pregnant women being killed and being lit on fire pregnant with twins that's an i don't even there's so many stories that i can cover about you know domestic violence and murder and all types of stuff but today's video i'm gonna just keep it at the surface okay and um because i can get to it i really can but i just want us to be held accountable for our own actions our own thoughts and you know accountability is hot it should be in and um i hope i see more of that because um there's no finger pointing over here i take accountability for my own actions and that's what a woman does my bad i'm, I'm sorry i was wrong I could have looked at that differently. I could have done that differently. I can do something differently. That's it. You know. So um, I'll catch you guys in the next video. Which I believe is going to be me cooking. So that should be fun. And uh, yeah. I'll check you guys out later. Peace, love, and happiness. Take care of yourselves. And don't forget to close my screen door. Bye, y'all.